0: Kamenetsky Brothers Podcast, Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. It's opening night, the somethingth of October? 18th. The 18th of October. So the Lakers are in Portland tonight to kick off the beginning of the season. Uh, LeBron James is on the team. Uh, now the games count. Yep. Uh, It's a little odd that they're starting out the season opening on the road. Did not see that coming, but
1: it is against a good opponent, so not going to complain too
0: much. No, it's going to be good. And then obviously on Saturday they come home and they open up uh, the Staples portion of the schedule against Houston, which ought to be a good game and a mad Houston team. Angry, Andy, playing for, uh, for a little bit of pride after they got waxed on opening night on their home floor right? or was that game it, in New Orleans no that, that was, was on their own, it was on their home floor they, i watched
1: part of the game and they looked terrible they were awful they, they looked really going bad going to
0: miss the playoffs we'll talk about that in our predictions um they looked really bad and new orleans is the best one team game, in basketball man that looked, Whoa. they looked good they uh, so looked really good we'll get into that uh it's an interesting four early four games for the lakers uh just in the in, in the teams that they see between um San Antonio is the is the third game that's on Monday. And then Phoenix is the fourth one. And you know, they with Aiton and uh and Booker and 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 they got some talent uh on that team. Phoenix won their opener against Dallas. So um all right, so a lot to get into today. We're gonna get into our annual thing where we do our season predictions of players and seeds and all that kind of stuff. But Andy, let's start with Paul George, uh which is sort of the news of the day who once again reiterated that uh, he'd be in L.A. if the Pacers had not traded him to OKC. Um, This from the undefeated at ESPN.com. I was, quote, I was 50-50 on deciding whether or not I wanted to come back home or if it was smarter to be in the situation I am now. But it wasn't overstated. I wanted to play in L.A. That's where I wanted to go. Had that trade never went down, I'd played one more year in Indy. I would have been in the Lakers uniform. It was a hell of a gamble. That was balls to go against L.A., I like that expression. Uh, they tried it, tested it, their luck, and Sam, meaning Sam Presti, came up lucky. So he keeps talking about this. Well, I mean, in fairness to Paul George, asked, he keeps but- getting
1: asked. I mean, obviously, at some point, he probably just wants to do the asked and answered. You know, I've been through this. I don't really have a reason to revisit it. And predictably, there are a lot of people focusing in on the would have been a Laker part of it. What I actually think is way more interesting and has gotten lost – I think in a lot of this, ever since Paul George decided to re up with the Thunder, is the notion that every time you allow a high profile player to who's linked to certain
0: teams, let's say either the Lakers or the Clippers, or you know, in this case, it's the Lakers and Kawhi. It's really now more chatter wise the Clippers and Kawhi, right? Sure, or any type of player
1: like this, because it's always the same handful of teams whenever a player wants out that they're always going to be linked to. It's always these big market teams. And what I think is, hasn't gotten talked about enough with Paul George and the Thunder is the risk an organization takes allowing a guy like Paul George or right now, Kawhi Leonard with the Toronto Raptors, spend an entire season with an organization that's A, competitive, and B, very well run. And that's the case with the Thunder, and that's currently the case with the Raptors.
0: Right. I mean, it's one of these deals where you have to weigh the, everything, is a risk-reward. Yes. And, you know, I, I the, there's also the danger of the pendulum kind of going too far the other way where you go, huh, look, Paul George stayed in OKC. So, like, anybody should go out and make that trade. Philly, this place, whatever, whoever it might be. No, it's not every organization. Because, you know, but, like, because Paul George stayed, that means Kawhi will stay if you trade for Kawhi. That means... Uh, you know, I mean, they're really, you know, Kevin. Durant, you know, Kevin Durant's not a good example because Golden State's not going to trade him. But free agent, potential free agent, ABC, Jimmy Butler, whoever it might be, because you can get him to stay. Um, because look what happened to Paul George. Well, That may not happen for you. And then I, the the part that I think is from a, a Lakers standpoint. I don't care how many times Paul George says he would have stayed. I believe you know what I believe him. He would have signed here if if the if he had never gone to Oklahoma City. The Lakers were still smart not to trade for him. I don't and disagree, I, and I think that a lot of this reflects some of the the reasons that why once he got to Oklahoma City, he wasn't going to come here because the Lakers. By the time he he you know let's say he they still get LeBron, let's say they still go somewhere else. I think he looked at at L A and saw it as a place where he could be kind of the savior coming home. And when you start to play it all out and what you need around Paul George, if he's going to be your best player, like you got to have somebody above him, maybe even two guys above him if you're going to go beat Golden State. And by the end of it, as soon as LeBron comes, that Paul George came home isn't a big thing anymore. And maybe even you add another guy. Now is he, he he's playing the Chris Bosh role which is nothing to sneeze at if you win some titles, but it's also not the – I don't think that's what he envisioned when he came back to, to – with the idea of coming back to L.A. Whereas now in Oklahoma City, yeah, he'll always be second behind Westbrook, but he'll also be the guy who stayed. He'll also be the, the hero in a lot of ways who made the commitment to stay with that team. No question. That play, and that- I think that plays a lot of – I don't even mean it as a criticism – um totally because i mean it, it obviously it's a bit of an ego play but find me one of these guys who doesn't have a little bit of ego that wants to be stroked and george is rightly i, I, I don't 15, disagree they, they, they factor in all of these
1: things i'm just saying and and i this isn't me doing revisionist history i said no, from been, the beginning a while. from the beginning that i thought him going to the thunder was a risk for the lakers i also at the time said if i were the lakers I would not give up Brandon Ingram nope. at all for Paul George. I just recognized at the time this is a risk. But again, the risk is very dependent, I think, on the organization itself. If Sacramento right. had decided to just Poor roll Sacramento, the dice. Sacramento, by the way,
0: because they, they are the default
1: example sure. for what you're about to say
0: for everything.
1: <laughs> right. But it's true, though. I mean, if if Sacramento decides to roll the dice on this or, you know, hell, take Phoenix decides to roll. I don't think it's the same risk. No, you're right. But, but, it's just it's just something that organizations have to be really cognizant of because you know you don't need to be in a market like l a anymore. and I think the laundry. I'm not gonna say the laundry doesn't matter, but the laundry does not matter in a way it did just 10 years
0: no, ago. No, because I also think too. It's like they, guys look for how they fit in. I, I wrote about this, you know, for the athletic. We've talked about it on the on the on the podcast. I think, and certainly on the radio. Although we've never talked enough, though, about how people should subscribe, subscribe to right. the athletic, and when they do subscribe, they should subscribe using our story. Yes, it's extremely it's important, important that you subscribe. You don't th- make extra money off of it, but like they do keep track of that. Right, kind of stuff. it's I mean,
1: extremely important that you subscribe through one of our people. Is most likely mine because quality control. But still, I'm just saying, like, like you know, Bill Oram, Pete Zayas, yeah. who you're going to you're going to read their stuff over there, and it's good. Yeah, but it's, but
0: subscription, it's good. not it's not a Kamensky story exactly. But the idea, but definitely read it though because it's good. The the idea that the Lakers might have done a little too well in a free agency. It, it's not simple simple to put somebody next to LeBron when you're trying to recruit star players because. Uh, you know, G- Jimmy Butler, for example, can kind of talk to Paul George or Kyrie Irving or some of these guys. Hey, God, let's 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 make this work in Brooklyn I mean, because they can all kind of tr- they're all in the same tier, more or less. Uh, you can argue Kyrie's better than Jimmy Butler. Butler's better than George. George is better than but whatever. But you're not. It's not KD versus Butler. Where it's like, no, dude, stop. Well, and beyond skill, though, it's
1: also status. Like the the status correct. is what they're really, all because,
0: basically in that same tier. Like
1: status, even wise. even right now. If say you thought, and I, and I don't, you don't, but let's just say you thought that Kyrie Irving was better than LeBron at this stage of his career in terms
0: of pure skill. Don't put words in my mouth. He you still didn't is, even ask me, right? He still isn't LeBron though. It's status, correct? And it's like coming to play with Kobe. You know, it's just it's it's LeBron's show, and the lakers will sell the 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 the, cha- the the changing of the guard and the the passing of the torch and all of the they'll use all the metaphor and rob polink is going to pull out some great ones there's no question but in the end it's going to be lebron's team and you know you're going to have to be the guy comfortable playing second i mean like i think clay that's why we've talked clay is perfect clay's already used to that he knows he's a great player, he'll get paid like a great player, but he, he coming here to be the second guy behind LeBron, he doesn't care. He's it's, done it behind KD and a step up. Right. It's the, actually for the for the hierarchy he has currently in Golden State, that's moving up in right. the world. Two is better than three or three and a half. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. Chris Middleton, a guy like that in, in Milwaukee, um, who I'm not saying is is on his way or is gonna end up being available or somebody they can sign, but that type of player who statistically is sneaky close to guys like Jimmy Butler and George. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's really good. Yes, he is. But assuming he can stay healthy, he's but he's a good not player. made in that way where, like, you look at him and say, "Oh, Chris Middleton, he's a star." You know, so you can get the production about eighty-five percent of the production, ninety percent of the production without some of the 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 other stuff that goes along with it. Trying to find a guy, you know, Kawhi Leonard come here and play with lebron it could work if Kawhi doesn't want anybody to to kind of deal with like he can just allow lebron to suck up that energy but if he wants that respect level that you're talking about whose team is this well it always it it always gets complicated
1: with a guy like Kawhi leonard because he already has a championship so so,
0: and was the finals mvp against
1: lebron yes so i mean with somebody like him and i think even to a tangible degree Kyrie irving you know who's Already said that he wants to re-sign with Boston. I mean, he really put himself out there, you know, in front of the crowd, um, saying that he wants to stay. But well, got, he has
0: to. But wait, sh- it's a well, no, he mm-hmm. doesn't
1: actually have to. He certainly doesn't have to do what he did during that game, going out of his way. No,
0: but I mean, he, broadly, have to that. he the idea that Kyrie. I, he opens himself up to an extraordinary amount of of Kyrie criticism for if he if he starts to send signals that hey I might be going somewhere. You can just distract everyone well, by can, talking
1: about the Earth being flat. That's again. true. or The lack of. I mean, he's pretty good about. at
0: creating a counter. There's no question. But like, it's sort of like when we talk about KD. Why would KD move? Um, because the criticism is you're hiding behind the best team, which is why I don't think he'll end up here. He can go to New York and try to do it there. Uh, I will say Kyrie. If, just let me. Just, I'll finish the thought. Kyrie. The criticism of Kyrie is you left LeBron because you are too egotistical to just be the second guy on that team. You could have kept playing, kept winning. Sure, but either. Go to Boston, where now there are 800 good players, and you diffuse the criticism by saying, no, I'm happy here, even if it means my numbers go down.
1: That's fine. I mean, and that may be a part of it. I'm just saying for guys like that. The the options and the equations on those options become different when you already have the championship.
0: No, it just becomes different. No, you're right. And and by the way, I mean Ka- Kawhi and what amounts to kind of to his first game in a year, woo, give or take. What are you, twenty four and thirteen. He, looked, he good. looked good. I watched part of that game yeah, too. He, he looked and good. and that was the first one. You know, yes. I mean, it's in theory. If he's healthy, he's going to get better. And we we forgot because last year was so freaking weird. How good a player he's a top five guy in the league if he's healthy.
1: Yeah, over the athletic, we did uh, season predictions for part of the uh, athletic LA branch, and Kawhi was my prediction for MVP. He could. Be. I think he's going to have a fantastic the story season. The storyline there is great, and, and the, the storyline is great, great, and there there is that element of y'all forgot about me.
0: Yeah, there's no question. Um, so that'll be interesting, like the the, the Paul George thing, and then you know the LeBron impact on signing other guys and how they they. I mean, ultimately they may end up trading because this this next free agent class is a lot like the one that we just went through. You get past a couple guys, and it starts to be like, ah. I mean, do you want to pay Butler, Andy? No. Me I, well, I mean, I don't, I'm not in favor. Jimmy I, wants to get paid. Yeah, he's
1: made that very clear. Very clear. As, as much as he told,
0: Minnesota, offered him a full max now, he'd stay. He'd be done. I mean, I as, think much, he'd stay. as much as he
1: told Rachel Nichols that it's not about the money, he then It's about the ne- money. Well, no, he then then made clear, I think, even sort of in spite of himself, how much of this was about the money.
0: Yeah, which is fine. Like I get it; it's a lot of money. Um, so we'll see how that how that goes. Um, I suspect it won't be the last time we talk about the summer of 2019. Nope. Probably not. Um, let's do some overarching thematic predictions for the season, uh, like storylines that we find interesting. Um, for the Lakers or for the season in general? You no, know, for the NBA season. Because we've done, we you know, the Lakers, I think we've, we uh, people know i think what we find interesting yeah um and if you don't again subscribe to the athletic <laughs> you, can you can read can an awful lot you can go back and listen to the last podcast we well, talked about the yes. end of the preseason and what we and apologies by the way for people who are having
1: difficulty getting the show through iTunes we're having some technical difficulties it. yeah and i don't understand but I just want to make sure be,
0: if you subscribe to the ESPN feed um, in which case this is one of those weird situations where you're telling people who might who are the people who have access to the information But they already have it. But they may tell a friend. Exactly. If you have subscribed through the ESPN feed, if you're subscribing to our personal feed, it's been a struggle. Right. But you should be able to to subscribe to the ESPN. Or if you follow us on Twitter, we're always
1: tweeting them out. Uh, Either way. One of the things, though, that I I did real quick before we get to the whole season that I just wrote about for the Lakers season and something that I haven't heard other people say that I, I, I would say this to fans just because I think they have an opportunity in front of them. The Lakers this season have the rare, like, a real rare opportunity to offer you real surprises mm-hmm. on a season. And, I mean, like, surprises in the way that—for all the hyper-analysis
0: that there's been with the Lakers, and we're certainly a part of that— Nobody has an effing clue how this thing's going to turn out. Tell me, you can make a plausible argument that they could win 55 games. You can make a plausible argument they can go to the Western Conference Finals. Harder make a plausible argument they can win the whole thing uh, if Golden State's healthy. But you can also make a plausible argument that they can win 43 games, 44 games, and miss the playoffs. I mean, I wouldn't agree with you, but it's, it's not crazy.
1: And there's also, too, there's so much in terms of mystery, like genuine mystery and no effing clue when it comes to how like literally how you end up getting no to question. that point like there are, obviously there's a mis, you know we don't know how it's going to shake out with every team but there's, there's often a a, right there's templates in place that we don't have for the lakers and i would just say for fans because our instinct is always to try to get three months ahead of it all man ride this thing out and just live in the moment just because you're not going to get an opportunity to have this many potential surprises on a season yeah, the, that often, And
0: yeah, the, the other thing I would say is is the use the uh, the philosophy of Bill Murray in that Groundhog. Don't drive angry. <laughs> um, you know, like they're gonna have they could they could be ten and ten after twenty games, but like it's it's been five years since the Lakers were any good. You know, the last five seasons have sucked. And do you 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 could kind of slide back into the if the Lakers don't win sixty games like. Everybody should be fired, and you know because we are Lakers fans and are entitled to that. Or you could just kind of enjoy and have fun again with the fact that the team. That doesn't mean you don't care if they win or no. lose, and obviously if they miss the playoffs, you can get upset and all that kind of stuff. Well, but there there's like, stakes at hand. I'm not right. saying it, that it, it matters this year, and that's. But it's let it be fun that it matters as opposed to making you angry. But I've never understood that whole thing though, Andy. Like remember a bunch of years ago, we did a story for ESPN the magazine. Uh, because we're football orphans, raised in St. Louis, Cardinals left us. Um, Boy, I was mad. I know. but like, I we, was we, we went around training camps and let teams pitch us yes. on being their next uh It was a fan. really fun assignment. It was a great assignment and indicative of how different magazines were before the crash, <laughs> because we weren't even staff writers at the point. We were freelancers, and they sent both of us to, like, Four different, four or five different teams. Yeah, we had a couple of overlap teams, but But not not much. No, and so they just I mean like that. Cost them a ton of yeah, money. yeah. They, they sent me to Minnesota. Right. They sent me to Pittsburgh. I was, all, Pittsburgh. Over the, I was <laughs> all over them. I was in Nashville. I was in Pittsburgh. I was. I mean, I was everywhere. San Francisco. I was all over the place. Seattle. And so I went to all these places. And like the Steelers were great. Like not every team understood what we were doing, but like the Steelers got it. They put guys out. They they invited me to training camp. They had guys talk yeah. to me. They 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 understood Same with the me. The team was great. I talked to the fans though, and it became clear. That if the Steelers lost on Sunday, you couldn't be in a good mood again. You couldn't smile. Couldn't do it until the following Sunday, and, and then you needed to win again. That's too much for me. <laughs> I can't do that. Well, that's like, really I, hard. That's
1: that's really hard to jump into. Right? Like, you you know, know, you can, you can but, be born into it, but
0: but even then, but that's hard to get jumped into. Oh, no question. But even then just but it's the mentality it's the my team lost and therefore my life is materially ruined thing like that just seems like you know especially now in these fraught times when everybody's so tense about everything like people noticed. say keep your <laughs> keep your politics out of sports whatever the, the 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 corollary to that is let's not take all of this stuff as seriously as we take politics. Yeah, because then where's well, our, I mean, uh, then where's not our to go escape? too far down this road? But
1: sports has become politics in the way we analyze it, and that's not good for sports. More, no, Frankly, actually, it's not great for politics. What's
0: worse about that is actually it's not so much it's that politics is being analyzed like sports. That's what I mean. That, yeah. that's, that's that's the problem with politics. That's what
1: I mean. By by the real quick before we get off that. Uh, one of the teams I visited was the Arizona Cardinals, mm-hmm. but really my intention originally was to go to just write about why there was no chance in hell I'd ever take the Cardinals, yeah,
0: to so basically like punish girlfriend. them.
1: Yeah. But then I started getting really nostalgic there and I started just really feeling that cardinal love that mm-hmm. I inexplicably tortured myself Great with logo as a young I remember- man. Or- And the reason I ultimately did not choose them for the magazine was because I could not get anybody within the organization to get Bill Bidwell, the owner, to apologize to me for moving the team. Like I asked Ken Wizenhunt, the coach then, I asked a few players, I'm like, look, he doesn't even have to mean it. Just have him apologize to me, and I can say in print that he apologized to me, and I'll choose the Cardinals in this magazine. That'll be a great story. Yeah, when he and comes home. nobody felt confident going to Bidwell
0: to do this. <laughs> Bad ownership, man. Yeah, it is. All right, uh, let's move on to uh, season predictions. Okay. Now that was – did you hear that? No. Okay, let's try again.
1: Oh, there you go. I was not expecting this.
0: Well, I had, I had trumpets before, but it didn't seem to work, so now I have a backup. The important thing is that... Now you have timpanis. The important thing is people understand this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, we're about to tell you what we think is going to
1: happen. <laughs> After we just lectured you about not making it a big deal, we're going to tell you now with this music, make it a huge, a huge deal. effing deal. <laughs>
0: You're right. And if... And if- you, There's some mixed messaging going on here. No, well, our words are a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> what we say is vital. Yes, that's Whether true. Whether the team wins or loses, th- that's less important. No, no, you should, that's true. You should be hanging on to everything we say, right. not hanging on to everything the team does. Right, if we stop talking, that should make you upset. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, if has Lakers drop two or three, go get a burger, man. Yeah. It's all right. Um anywho, so I where do you want to start? Do you wanna start with uh like conferences? How do you how do you look let's look at the West because last year forty nine wins I think was good for three or four. Uh three, that was yeah. Portland. Forty six wins, you missed the whole deal. Yep. That After was Denver. Denver how that right. went. That was Denver. So how do you put uh, one through one through eight here uh, my one through eight is actually let's just start with one one Golden State Golden two State. Jazz I, I thought about that I put Houston in front I might move them now after I get one game <laughs> we're still within that <laughs> you don't case. want
1: to overreact off one game but man they right.
0: Bad. I don't want like again my prediction <laughs> um very important. <laughs> this is like our fast track music. I do, th- <laughs> I do, and this I think though also too gets around the um, oh the licensing, the licensing because this I believe is public domain. Also, nobody from corporate listening. But
1: just in case, uh, if you're not I'm hearing it, sure,
0: but if you're not hearing uh, the it's music, it's the Zos- two thousand one. Zos- yes, Zos- rooster. It's yes. classical music. Right. It's an actual classical two thousand one. Space Odyssey. Right, but people call it the theme to two thousand. Um, but again, nobody listens. I think in the end, Houston won 65 games last year. I think they'll be 10 games worse, but 55, I still think, gets them the two. I don't think so, man. I think it might not. I, really A, I think
1: good. Utah's going to be really good. B, I think Houston's going to fall more than that.
0: They might. Well, look, based on, based on the first game. But I thought that. Thought based that on before. the first game, that was, that was bad. Uh, you're, you're number three, Houston. I have Utah. Um, But I to be real tight. Number four. I have the
1: Lakers, and they've actually gone up from earlier in the season when I had them as a sixth seed. And my caveat for all this is I think it's going to be very little margin between, you know, three and maybe even like a 10. Mm -hmm. But I've had the Lakers go up in part because teams like OKC, they're already dealing with an injury like they have with Andre Roberson. Russell Westbrook is there starting the season. So. I'm giving the Lakers, I guess, some uh, premature maybe credit for being able to stay healthy. Um, they don't have a other than what's going on with Lonzo last year. They don't have a lot of guys that I worry about with injury.
0: So we'll see. We'll but see I, that I played fewer games last year than the year he before. He did, but some so, of that some though, of was precautionary. Precautionary. Concussion. He's probably not going to get a concussion again. Right? Exactly. I mean, that that's just weird. Yeah, stuff. I have Oklahoma City and then the Lakers. Yeah, and I, I think you have. We would just have it reversed. That was the most – I think that's the most common 4-5 prediction for the first round of the playoffs for anyone. Yeah. I, um, I, I just – I think – I agree with you that the Westbrook thing is obviously – I mean, if he misses a month and a half – That's a big misses, deal. It's a big deal. If he misses two weeks, it's not. Um, but the Lakers, I think, could get off to a slow start, too. I mean, typically they that, could. that is what happens with LeBron. They could. They have a very difficult early schedule.
1: But I also think is, the Roberson thing
0: is massive. This is where it gets interesting, though. Who's
1: your six? My six was the Pelicans, mm-hmm. but I I went back and forth four, five, and six. Because, I went
0: back four, five, six, seven, eight, nine.
1: But but I'm just no. I mean,
0: just between those two right teams. I'm just, okay. To extend what you're saying, oh, how okay. hard how hard it is to come up with the next you know six, seven, eight. Teams. I put the Pelicans at
1: six primarily, and this might end up a mistake in the end, or just getting it wrong in the end. Because I'm presuming time off the court for Anthony Davis with with injuries, if he can stay healthy, I can picture the Pelicans easily being a four seed, maybe even higher. Yeah, they're they're going to be good, and you know Davis was a monster last year, and you know they were guy. best. After Boogie got hurt, and this, you know, I, I know a lot of that had to do with Rondo, and they don't have him this year. But Holiday, Holiday is good, and I think Alfred Payton might fit better with this team. And in the meantime, this will come as no surprise to anybody who listens to us regularly. We both think Julius Randall is and a I love, I love with the,
0: I meant. To, we meant to talk about this. We, you know, you talked We we didn't. Did we actually do any of our? I said let's talk about our big picture things, and I don't know if we actually did because we got sidetracked. But it doesn't matter. One of the things that I think is interesting is what New Orleans is doing, which is let's go big. Mm-hmm. But let's go big in a, in a modern way, which is let's go big with guys who are super duper active. There's no, you know, it's Anthony Davis, um, Julius Randall, and and Miritich, and Miritich is sort of the closest thing in that group to a kind of a classic power forward. Maybe you don't want guarding small forwards, or whatever it might be, but Davis can guard anybody. Well, plus size, you don't want him guarding anyone, right? And Davis can guard anybody, and Randall can pretty much guard anybody possession to possession, and more importantly, he can guard any front court person mm-hmm. uh, possession to possession, and that and and is, and is angry, and he's 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 going to be really angry. We all know what Julius Randle looks like when he's angry. Yeah, again, um, one game sample size, but he was fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> uh, Miritich was great, and Drew Holiday is really good. This is a good team. Yeah, I mean, guys um, like Etwan Moore is a solid player. Totally, um, and to give you an idea of how and I, I, I could have just as easily, I almost put him at seven. I have him as my eight, and I could have just as easily had him as a five. And also could have, like a lot of people, had them missing the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's your six then? My six is Denver. Okay, Andy, you know how I feel about the Denver. You Giants. do. I am going. Every I will die on this hill every year until the year that I don't have to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is going to be the year if Millsap stays healthy. I think they're they're they would have won fifty games last year. Uh, I have Portland at seven. I have Portland. at seven A lot of people have well. them dropping out. I don't. But I don't see why, necessarily. The biggest
1: reason I have, to be honest, I, I see why people would have them dropping out just in the sense that they didn't do really anything to get better. And they're a team that it's... it's they becomes felt ha- fluky they f- well, it to a also, lot of people last year. It time. also starts becoming difficult to figure out how they're going to get better internally, especially when it comes to addressing like some of the weaknesses they have, like the, the backcourt defensive issues. I don't know
0: if you can fix that. Right. Which is why I don't think they can go anywhere in the playoffs. But it's like, they didn't do anything to get better, you're right. But they also didn't do anything really to get worse. Well,
1: I mean, in a conference like the West, some might say, that's, you don't get better, you right, get but worse. That's why I have them dropping down right. from a 3 to an 8 yeah, or exactly. 7 or an 8. Um, but uh, the main reason I don't have them falling out of the playoffs is I think a couple teams behind them got demonstratively more worse than them. And then my 8 was uh, Denver.
0: Yeah, and I have uh, I have um, New Orleans. So, so we both have the Spurs but falling But we out. also have the Spurs. So that means we have the Spurs falling out. We have Minnesota, Minnesota out. I mean, there's no mention of, I mean, obviously the Clippers and the and the Grizzlies, God, they looked awful. Um, but, like, in theory, a Mike Conley, Marcus Gasol team ought to be okay, um, but maybe not. No. Um, no you, look, even if those two stay healthy, they don't have enough around them. Yeah, you know, you're right.
1: I, you know, like, I think, I, and I, I like both. I think Mike Chandler Conley. Parsons'
0: handsomeness. Yeah, getting into the Eastern Conference, I just want to get people excited. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There you go. <laughs> now, there has to be public domain over this.
0: This is just a guy on YouTube playing a trumpet.
1: Right, but I'm saying it's classical music. Right, they, you know they,
0: what? If this guy wants to come after us, it's a fanfare to introduce the the queen, I think. Yeah. Well, he can come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> we can show we can open ch- invitation. We can chop it up. Um, the East is interesting. I have Boston at one. So do I. I have Toronto at two. So do I. I have Philly at three. So do I. I think that's... Generally, what most people have some combination of one, two, right. Three. Some people think Toronto might sneak up if Boston takes a little while to gel, or mm-hmm. somebody else gets hurt, or whatever it might be. Um, and Toronto's going to be really good. Toronto some people is think going fi- to be good. Some people have Philly at that too. I I think Philly is clearly the third best team. and They didn't do enough to get better, well, unless Fultz really blows Fult- up. And f- what's going on with Markel Fultz is kind
1: of excruciating in the sense that I feel terrible for this kid. But it is fascinating to see play out and and what they're going to be looking to do to get him going. Or you could argue some of the risks that they're taking for this team trying to get him going. And it makes sense because they're pot committed with them. They've invested so oh, much. No, in no question. Um,
0: so, yeah, so there's there's that in and. I think where it gets interesting in the East is... For people, by
1: the way, real quick, who are not aware what they're doing, they're actually starting... Oh, right, starting, I'm sorry. They're yeah, starting, starting Markel Fultz,
0: Fultz, Fultz... Instead of J.J. Reddick. Who starts the second half of games. Correct. And, and will finish most games right. until Fultz. But they're, it's sort of like they're bringing him along, they're letting him play with the best players, and with the understanding, they're probably not going to be as good as they would be, but There's a bigger picture element in Philly, play. I mean, they, they acquired Wilson Chandler on the cheap, who is, of course, injured. Um... But is a decent player when he he's is. It's just amazing. games he'll play. I feel he's bad for him. Player. He's never available. Never available. Availability is a skill, as coaches will tell you. Um, but they'll he they if if Philly is going to get better than Boston and better than Toronto, it's going to be because because somebody like Markel Fultz essentially becomes that acquisition. Yes. And
1: plays like a guy who, whoa, okay. Or Dario Saric makes just another, another leap.
0: Really significant and he's, leap. And we, he's 24? Oh, he's a good he's player. An, and he's a good player. A good young, but he's young is my point. But there's also there was so much invested okay, in football. This is where it gets interesting because the next two or three teams start to change the narrative a little bit. I know this is something you mentioned on our season predictions thing, um, which you can read if you subscribe, to – To the narrative on the East is like okay, maybe it's not trash anymore. It's not. I have Indiana as my four, and Milwaukee is my five. Most team, most people have one or the other in one spot or the other. More people have Milwaukee than Indiana, but um, you know, they seem to be next in line for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I've got Bucks, Pacers, and and right now I'm looking. I realize there's a typo
0: (laughs) in my predictions. I have Bucks twice in there. Oh, okay. Not to say that, yeah, I'm going to throw that on my editor.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I'm definitely, at this point, I'm definitely throwing it on my editor because you and I
0: had nothing I am, to do I with the I can't put it in there. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, like, those are decent teams. Like, the Wizards are annoying, and, like, I have the Wizards after them, and then uh, the Heat and the Pistons who kind of suck for playoff teams. Heat aren't terrible. Though they're always hard to play, but like nobody thinks the Heat can actually no, win anything. but,
1: but they're not a bad
0: team. No. And like the Wizards are not a, they're dysfunctional they're as they're hell. They're really annoying and they're frustrating, but they're going to win 46 games. To opponents or themselves? They're, no, to people who watch them. You remember, you know my, what I spent like a half hour talking about at the beginning of the thing about don't drive angry? Mm-hmm. That does not apply to Wizards. Fans. No, they, they, have every right Well, to be plus
1: angry. they're living in DC. Right. They've got a lot to be angry about as it is anyway. that
0: team, like the Lakers, it's all about optimism and fun and excitement and discovery and this and that. Like they've discovered all the stuff now that they're going to discover in Washington. It's got to be incredibly annoying. So if you're a Wizards fan listening to this, you may ignore the advice that I gave you. I, I fully endorse the idea that you would watch every game incredibly angry at the product that you see. Well,
1: seeing. I mean, the plus side, though, is the locker room will eventually unite in its distaste for Dwight Howard. That's true. I mean, that that could finally be the thing that gets everyone on the same page. God, I don't like this guy.
0: <laughs> re- can't just the be enemy, me, right? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I have Detroit as my eight. yeah, yeah. Someone's got to be. Mm-hmm. Um, who your who's your conference final? My in the East. Yes, both. It is
1: uh, Celtics Raptors.
0: Who wins? Raptors. Ooh, that's interesting. So you have a Raptors. I assume Warriors final. Yes, I do. I have in. The, I have a. Who's your Who's your Western? You're, you like? know what? You talked before about you with Denver. That's me with Toronto. <laughs>
1: I've been yeah, this way with year. Toronto. Like, this is it. gonna be the year.
0: I, I die on the, the Toronto Hill every year. It was like it was the same thing happened every year to they, Lebron came along and didn't matter how good Toronto was, they freak out. Yeah, and that was the end of their season. Yes. but that's not gonna happen. Like, this Like Toronto right. every
1: year has strung me along for much longer. Than what Denver did with you, no. like Denver would make it like clear two months in. Yeah, this wasn't the year. No,
0: it was. In, in, but like, so and who's your Western Conference final?
1: Uh, my Western Conference final is Warriors over the Jazz.
0: Mine too. Okay. I think Jazz get there. I think the Jazz will ultimately beat the Rockets because uh, this is where I think Houston's come down makes a difference. Utah offensively with another year of Spider Mitchell um, and. You know, the guy's just growing. I think Exum's going to be much better this year. If he than can he stay healthy. If he can stay healthy. He'll finally do Big something. Big if. They've got – that's a really good team. And I yes. think defensively, Houston is 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 going to be down enough that they're going to need that defense. You oh, know, the gap there is I, – I, I really like really There is a talk.
1: lot on Clint Capella and P.J. Tucker's plate um, defensively. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot yes. on those dudes' plates. It's just a lot.
0: Um. All right, let's do some uh, player predictions. Rookie of the Year? Um, I've got Luka Doncic. I have DeAndre Ayton. Those are really the only choices. Sixth man. Tyreek Evans for the Pacers. I, I went back and forth between him and my choice, Julius Randle, which I choose both because I think he can put up six-man numbers. I think the story around him could be six-man worthy, and certainly on opening night it looked that way, um, and also because uh, people think the answer – to every question that I'm asked is Julius Randall. It often is. What do you want for lunch? Julius Randall. What movie should we go see? Julius Randall. Um, And I'm not going to forgive them for screwing this up in the way that they did. Uh, Most improved? I've got Ingram. Me too. I think he is going to have a really good season with a lot of people watching him. And that is important because he's going to make that leap while people watch – and story is vitally important to think, all of these.
1: And I think, too, I'd have to go back and do the math on this. I, I looked up some stuff with six Man of the Year for a piece for The Athletic. I wrote about how that should be Kyle Kuzma's goal. And generally speaking, you don't win six Man of the Year at the age that Kyle Kuzma is, or frankly, Julius Randle is. It tends to be an older player who's making you know the proverbial sacrifice for the betterment of the team. But I think third year is a pretty common
0: one for most improved player. Yeah, like, I could be wrong. Right. Third, and, and, maybe fourth. The, year. the bias against that is tends to be well, you're supposed to be getting better, and but so that, that's really that with some, second can, year, right, but Especially, can, but that can some so that can sort of limit guys. Uh, this is one of my favorite predictions. Uh, who did you have as the uh, number one pick in the 2019 draft? Um, somebody <laughs> named R.J. Barrett. I also have R.J. Barrett, and it should be it should be pointed out that and people who listen to us and and read our stuff know by now we literally know nothing about college. Not basketball. a thing. I I I. I have an open and active distaste for it. I uh, actively make sure I'm not watching college basketball during the year. I hate it. Um, and so I don't know who R.J. Barrett is. Not a clue. But I looked at the spreadsheet and I saw like Pete had picked it and Bill Orham had and you had already done yours. And I said to myself, I can plausibly say that this R.J. Barrett person is going to be the number one pick and nobody's going to think I'm stupid or be like, hey, you picked this guy. Why? I don't know. Pete said so. <laughs> Pete said so. So, like, this is my answer. Um, of all the things that we predicted there on the athletic, this is the one that people should ignore because I don't know who this is. Not a clue. I had no, I I'd no idea. Who never heard of him. <laughs> I ne- really hadn't. <laughs> no, I have. I have. The only other college basketball player I could name was Zion Williamson. Yes, it's a great name because he's been a, like sort of one of these guys that's yeah. been talked about for a long time. I have no idea who RJ Barrett is. None. Um, MVP. Uh, I had Kawhi Leonard. Why oh, and we talked about it. I put I went with LeBron and again it gets back to story. If the Lakers win fifty games and are in the top quarter of the of the conference, I think returning the Lakers to glory and bringing these young guys along with really him is just gonna become a more compelling narrative. It than very well else may anybody's be. gonna do. It Plus, very well may be. How many has he won? I think three. Three or, three or four. four. I'll look it up right now. I feel like he's he, he's also entering that territory of like hey guys, it's year 16, he's been the best player in the league basically every year for the last decade and a half. And <laughs> Some would say he has been right. acknowledged yeah. with three or four years. But, but he's one of those guys, like you could give it to him every year and we don't because he's bored. But we would get bored. He is, every year, the most valuable player. Well, there are the also two what could work in LeBron's favor. As much
1: as you and I have said over the years, we think this is a silly thing to hold against LeBron. The idea of seeing him do it in the West yeah. is going to impress some people. I mean, to me, the eye test over the years has confirmed how good he is. He, he can play pretty much anywhere you put him. But for some people, that will inevitably matter. It,
0: you're right. It, it shouldn't it away. No, I think mean, it's silly. But again, no. people I mean, are, silly. The whole thing is based on the story. Um, Giannis is a good choice there. I think Kawhi is an interesting choice Davis. there. Anthony Davis. Anthony yeah. Davis. If what you say comes true and the Pelicans are in the top four, Anthony Davis is going to be the MVP. Yes, that will be a wrap. Right there, I mean, that's there a will wrap. be no question. I don't care. I don't. The Lakers could get the, there.
1: the Lakers could get the one seed. Right. And it's I, not if gonna happen.
0: If, the, if the Pelicans are a three or a four in in the West this year, that means Anthony Davis is averaging about 29, 12, and six with like five blocks a game. He will be your MVP. By the way, that's not out of the question. And then at that point, and to answer your question, I do give up um Brandon Ingram to get him. And to answer your
1: question, uh LeBron won MVP four times. Four times. Okay. So maybe all right. But two thousand nine, two thousand ten, two two thousand thirteen,
0: two thousand twelve. It's been a it's been a minute since they gave it to him. And he's it's not like he's hasn't he was you know, Harden was great last year, no question. And Westbrook was great. But like Le LeBron was still the best player in those seasons. Yes he was. Um so anyway uh, anything else? That- uh, my defensive player of the year was Anthony Davis.
1: Good choice. Uh, goes against most of the grain, I think, is Rudy Gobert. Yeah, but I mean,
0: AD is a perfect. I think Davis is going to have a monster season. Future Laker. Future. <laughs> well, assuming that KCP is still around. <laughs> um,
1: anything? Uh, as far as storylines, one of the things that I think is going to be interesting this year. Do you want some music for this? Or just- no. Okay. No, we can-, <laughs> we can just keep going. Um, is It's a potential last stand for some backcourts like this year you know we got off to an early start with this with Toronto sending Kawhi Leonard to uh or with with Toronto taking on taking on Kawhi and taking taking the Paul George risk right and but but sending out DeMar DeRozan and what they ultimately did there was you know hopefully land Kawhi Leonard and get him to re-up but they got ahead of breaking up the DeRozan Lowry backcourt that I think they they realized at some point we're gonna have to do this anyway like we've maximized what we can do with this, and you've got similar potential scenarios going on with John Bradley. I mean, John Wall and Bradley Beal in Washington, Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum in Portland. You know, the Hornets with Kemba Walker just as the face of their backcourt in general. Like he has said, I want to stay here. I want to be a Hornet for life, and he knows they have made phone calls mm-hmm. you know and what what you do with a player like him who is very good but there's nothing around him and you don't know how you're going to put pieces around him it's going to be interesting to watch and then like we talked about earlier this is more of a an immediate backcourt last stand but there's implications from it is the ben simmons markel fultz backcourt
0: yeah like what do you do with that I, what's interesting too is the and we talked a little bit about that but like we the how many teams go like genuinely go for it in the middle of the year? Push their chips in the middle and say, let's make a run this year? Because everybody's set up for this this summer. It's gonna be a challenge too for the Lakers, not just to find a guy to match with LeBron, but also everybody's got cap space. Everybody's involved. Everybody's doing something. And so who makes that move either to go all in early on the summer, you know, and just be like, you know what? Maybe the Warriors are vulnerable. Maybe we're just gonna try it and see what happens or whatever it might be. Versus waiting for the summertime. Or they believe they can get a jump on the summertime by getting their guy now. Um, Who does that um, will be, I think, really interesting to watch. Because the Warriors, the fact that the Warriors are so unbeatable, particularly if, if Boogie Cousins really works there, I don't know who beats them. I mean, Boston maybe has a shot at it, but not really. You know, I think Utah can give them a run. But if Golden State's healthy and paying attention, not really. So... But the flip side, though, is if Boogie doesn't look like himself or they deal with an injury,
1: they gets hurt. Behind the top five, they're really they are thin.
0: thin. So that that changes the calculus for everybody. So what I think is really cool about that is the whole thing you could go from super conservative to super aggressive overnight. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm looking forward to see how that turns out, although I am not looking forward to the idea of somebody on Golden State getting hurt because I never root for that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, all right, so I think we're done. Um, and yeah, every, as everybody about knows. About six hours, uh, we're going to see the Lakers tip off. It's going to be very exciting. And we'll come back. And from now on, it's all like, let's talk about what happened in games. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Um, oh, and speaking of which, make sure that after every game this
1: season, you listen to ESPN LA 710 because, because we, you get to hear us. Yeah, we do the post-game show. Right.
0: And as we've talked about, what we say is really important. Yeah, it's far more important than the actual games themselves. Buy a lot. Um, all right, we'll see everybody next time. Thanks we